So, uh, right view is uh, always experienced here and now. It's always in the present. <clears throat> and so it's really important to take an interest in what is going on right now. And obviously in the retreat, there's not an awful lot going on, on the external level. So uh, we're sitting here in this room together, keeping noble silence. I have to speak, so that's my little challenge. You get to sit and listen, which might also be your challenge. And then we have the, the window buzzing away over there. It's a special, special gift for the retreat. So we've tried all kinds of things. Abigail's tried to lock it, it won't lock. Put a blanket in front of it, doesn't make much difference. And, and that's how it is. So if we, were, if we were busy talking and getting involved in lots of things, or if you were on your phone right now, you probably wouldn't even notice that window is making a noise. Or you might notice it for a moment and then like, oh, no problem. But because there's nothing much else going on, you know, it starts to get really big in the mind. And uh, it was interesting talking to someone this morning who was saying it, when they hear it, they have a very nice perception. It, it feels good and it makes them feel happy because it reminds them of being on retreat here in the winter months and the, you know, the, the, the sound of the wind around the building and a sense of being warm and secure inside. And so it can have that perception. For me, it reminds me of, my, of when I was a little girl and living in an old stone farmhouse in Wales with the wind howling around the house and you know, rather a few holes under the doors and and there was also this sense of like protected you know, you're kind of you're kind of protected there in that old stone house and the wind isn't going to get you so it can have a it can have a pleasant perception or it can have, have an irritating perception you know who knows or you might just be kind of indifferent to it and quite content with your breath body. So just to know, you know, in, in any moment, what, what is going on and what is the mind doing with, with the sense impact that is arising now? You may have uh, physical pain. What is the mind doing with that? Or you may have a dull mind. So what is, what is, what is the mind doing with that? You know, are we taking issue with what is present here and now? Because the thing is, here we are, we're here on a 10-day retreat, we're like day, beginning of day three. And uh, conditions arise, they're there for a while and they pass away. So they don't necessarily pass away when we want them to. They don't necessarily arise when we want them to, but they all the time conditions are arising, they're there for a while and they're passing away. And that's the world all the time never stops doing that. And somehow, in the midst of all that, we think it should be like this and it shouldn't be like that. And I want it like this and I don't want it like that. And that's where we create suffering, dukkha. So that's not to say that we, we uh, all have to become, you know, rag dolls that just put up with everything that life throws at us. But uh, in this context, you know, we're in a retreat and the, the boundaries and the conditions are very clear the, the structure of the retreat is very clear, which is um, helpful because then we can see where the mind starts bouncing against things, wanting the meal to be different, wanting the hall to be cooler or to be hotter or to be darker or to be lighter. And then we get to see what our mind is doing. So uh, if we don't get to see it, 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 it drives us around. It becomes our, we become slaves to our mind. So uh, it's very important to use this opportunity not just to follow the old habits of liking and not liking, but to get to know the old habits of liking and not liking, wanting and not wanting. And uh, today we're going to be looking into um, right thought. So uh, the way it's the way it's listed in the in the suttas, it's written in the negative, like as many things are. It's a way of, it's a sort of a style that is used in the suttas. And uh, the three aspects of right thought are thought, um, thoughts of non-greed, thoughts of non-harm, and thoughts of non-ill-will. 
So uh, non-greed, you can say, sometimes that's translated as generosity. Um, Non-harm, compassion, and non-ill will, um, benevolence or metta. So you can you can know it in its uh, in its positive sense where there's more like an energy that's generated, that's sort of going out a bit more. Or you can know it in its um, negative. It's not. It isn't negative. It's actually very positive. But you can know it in the negative framing of not this or not that, where you just are aware of the absence. So you're aware right now. Is there are there thoughts of greed present? And if there are, then you know, okay, the thoughts of greed are present, and uh, the the path to awakening, you know, for, for the path to awakening, if, if I want to be on that path to awakening, following those thoughts of greed isn't going to lead me where I want to go. It's going to lead me to more and more wanting. You may have already discovered that. And um, if there are thoughts of wanting to harm, maybe you want to go and put your fist through the window or something. Thoughts of harm... You know, that's, that's doing harm to ourselves and to others. So uh, just knowing if thoughts of harm arise, they, they arise sometimes. When we're really frustrated or we feel trapped, thoughts of harm can arise. So then we just know them for what they are and, and take care around them. It's like, don't just let them take over, you take care around them. And... Uh, Recognizing that the opposite to thoughts of harm are, th- are thoughts of compassion, and so you can you can shift from those harmful thoughts to the intention. Even if you're not feeling it yet, you can still say inside the intention: "May I be free from harm," and the intention to harm, or "May all beings be free from harm," and the intention to harm. So that's. That is a, a very deep aspect of compassion. And uh, when we when we see when we look inside and see those those thought you know feel really those thoughts of this heart of, of wanting to harm, it hurts us. It's hurting us in the moment. And then just just bringing up that intention: may I may all beings be free from harm, and the intention to harm. This is profound. It's beautiful because uh, you know so much of it, so much mess in this world happens through unchecked thought—a thought that leads to a, a few words that leads to a you know violence. So uh, learning how to turn that around, how to notice it and turn it around inside before it comes out. And then uh, the third aspect of right thought is thoughts of non-ill will. can be quite challenging sometimes. So, uh, you know, just, so just noticing when ill will arises. Somebody's annoying you, something, so maybe some you know, ill will towards the window. See how ridiculous that is. <laughs> so, you know, and so uh, just knowing when ill will arises. And then the opposite to ill will is uh, metta or uh, benevolence. And benevolence has, has room for everything. There's space for it all, all of it. And then the quality of metta is, is not just having space for everything, but, but loving everything anyway. Loving everything anyway, regardless of how it is. Regardless of whether you like or don't like, or want or don't want, or approve or don't approve. Think it's you know okay or not okay? It's 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 loving all of it. So uh, so we only really see what's going on in the mind if we allow ourselves to be present. And uh, and and if we've already got a lot of judgments around what how we sh- how how we should be. First of all, if we're identified with our thoughts there's a big problem because the thoughts do all kinds of stuff all kinds of thoughts pop into the mind and and uh, on a retreat you know all the more likely that all kinds of unallowed thoughts pop up because uh, we don't have the distractions that we normally have 
So if we're identified with our thoughts, we're, we're in trouble because then we think that's me and I should be or I shouldn't be and we, and we create layers of, of complexity and self on top of what is actually just a thought arising. Pop! There it is for a little while and doop, it's gone again. And often with the thoughts, feelings arise, can be quite strong feelings. And feelings are very interesting because they, they seem so real, you know, and then they seem so something. And yet when you really look at them, they're, well, they're just, there's nothing there. So the Buddha gives this image of a bubble. Feeling is like a bubble that pops up on a, in a puddle when it rains. And then, you know, and you see it, there's a bubble, it's a thing, and then, boop, it's gone. Where did it go? And when, once it's gone, you can't get it back. You can't recreate that bubble, just as we can't recreate the feelings that are, arise once they're gone. So just to be interested in that, you know, the, the, the sense of self, is, it, it forms around these things, thoughts, feelings, the body. So for this, this day, if we're... Um, orienting more towards noticing noticing what thoughts are present or not present in the mind. And uh, equally important to notice what is not present. I don't mean that you get into a huge proliferation of the million things that are not present in the mind, because then they will be, they will be present. <laughs> but uh, just for example, like, is, is there greed present right now? And if there isn't, just knowing absence of greed. Absence of greed, that's great. That's wholesome. Is there, is there harmful, are there harmful thoughts present right now? And if there aren't, absence of harmful thought. That's really good. That's beautiful. There's a, there's a freedom there. Is there ill will present right now? Yeah, there's a bit of ill will present, you know, maybe. Okay, so there's a bit of ill will. So there's no greed, there's no hatred, there's no wish to harm. It's great. And there's a bit of ill will there. That needs some attention. But it's not me. It's not who and what I am. I'm not, uh, and it's not them either. It's not everybody else's fault either. It's just ill will. So to, to know it, you know. So, um... And there may be times when there's no particular thought present. There's just the sound of the window. <laughs> yeah. Window, window. <laughs> yeah. So knowing that too. I want to read you a little poem. It's, uh, it's from an unpublished book, and uh, I'm not going to tell you who the, who's written it yet. I may be at the end of the retreat. And uh, I'm, once in a while, I'm going to read a poem, and, and each day I'm going to put a poem up, a different one each day, up on the notice board from this yet-to-be-published book. And uh, these poems are from the Terigata. So the Terigata is... is uh, Verses of the, or utterance, inspired utterances of the enlightened nuns from the Buddha's time. And there have been many translations of these poems over the years. Um, and I've, I've sort of eagerly, each time a new translation has come, I've, I've kind of eagerly gone to it thinking, oh, you know, let's see what this one's like. Because some of the early translations are very stodgy. They may be quite good literal translations, but rather not very inspiring. So uh, when this one came along, I was like, oh, I wonder what this will be like. And I have to say, it, 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 for me, it, it leapt and bounded way over my expectations. So it's a, it's a very different kind of a free uh, translation or, or a version of these poems, but I find them very powerful. So, and I think they're actually better read than spoken, so I'm not going to say them every day, but I would like to just read this one today. It's, uh, it's by Tissa. There are two Tissas, so this is the, the other Tissa, one of the bhikkhunis in the Buddha's time. Find your true home on the path. Find the path right here in the center of your own heart. 
If you keep searching in the past and searching in the future, you will search and search, but your searching will never end. So may that bring you gently into the present moment. Even the wind listened.
So we have a period of walk, walking meditation now and also a practice discussion for those who are signed up for this morning. And there'll be a bell at the end of the walking at uh, five past ten and then you can come back to the hall. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.